0: Welcome to the real deal, where God, his purposes and his people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Linaway, bringing you encouragement through real life people and their stories. It's the real deal. Hey, let's get started. I'm back in the saddle.
1: Like you are but I'm back in the, in the studio, so yes. to speak the
0: closet. Yes. Because it's been COVID and I haven't We're still apart from one
1: another. Yes, we are. We're socially distancing.
0: Right. But I have my friend Kathy Stouthammer with me today, and I'm delighted. Thanks for being here, really. And, you know, I have a list of people that I wanted to interview, and you're on it. We've talked about this since it started, season one, which was a couple years ago.
1: Yes, we have. And
0: I think this is actually the time. Yeah, this is probably the better time. Like, I'm sensing that this is the time for me to interview you, which is really kind of cool that it hasn't happened until then. I want to start just the way I start every podcast, and it gets people more familiar with your voice and with me. Sure. And um, there's no right or wrong to any of these. Just fire away as fast as you can. Tell me whether you're either or of these, okay? Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Mm, Extrovert. Coffee, tea? Coffee. Dog, cat, either, neither? Dog. Dog. Morning bird or night owl? Morning bird. Books or movies? Books. Silence or music? Music. Leaned in
1: or laid back? Leaned in. Shower or bath? Well, normally, bath. But during COVID, I'm taking more showers. <laughs> Especially now that it's hot outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just dash in and take shower yeah. and go.
0: And why COVID did that change?
1: Um, I think because I'm taking more. Oh, got it, got it, yeah. You know, think about outside get, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm living... For the most part on my deck these days mm-hmm. because i only have the one job two days and the other days i'm sitting on the deck
0: Yep, yeah, me too
1: yeah it's my office it's my library yeah it's my rest place
0: yeah okay and last one would you consider yourself preferring to be driver or passenger
1: probably passenger more often than not i think people other people usually want to drive and yeah. i'm fine with that yeah okay
0: yeah. Okay, so you know that this podcast is called The Real Deal, mm-hmm. and you know that it started with the inception of my father, R.D. Richard Dean, would always tell us to be the real deal.
1: Yeah.
0: I love people who are the real deal,
1: yes.
0: who talk about real stuff and worship and exalt a real God. Like, literally, mm-hmm. that's, uh-huh. that, I'm just drawn to them. And I. Uh, so in your life, do you have someone... Or is there a person, or maybe more, that were the real deal in your life? They were just the... uh, My dad calls it the genuine article, the authentic thing. Like, if it's wooden, it's wooden. It's not trying to pretend to be a laminate. And if it's leather, it's leather, you know? And Who are those people for you, and how did it affect you?
1: Yeah. Well, let's see. I can think of three people in my life. Uh, Actually, four. But three that I spent more time with in life. Uh, And they are friends. However two of them don't live anywhere near you me anymore um one is in california and the other one is in florida but one is still here Mm. so what about them is the real deal
0: to you like when i say that you just were easily it's this
1: person like what is it they would uh Feel free to ask me anything they wanted, mm. say anything they wanted, say something, even if they felt like I wasn't going to like it. That's good. Um, hold me accountable to things. Yeah. My one friend, Vera, who lives here, actually was um, in the house when a very, uh, the ending of something happened. Okay. Um, so she's, she's seen it all. The good, yeah. the bad, and the ugly, yeah. and we're still friends.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not afraid to be the real deal, no. nor face real things. No.
1: Yeah. No, she's not afraid to. She doesn't skirt issues. Mm. She's very direct. Yeah. Um, probably more direct than I am. But we're okay with that. I yeah. Mean, she's been a friend for probably over, I think now it's probably 35 years. Wow. So we've been through a lot of yeah. stuff together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what, everybody? I didn't even um, tell you who this is. This is Kathy Stouthammer. And we met originally at church. I think
1: we did at church. Either in the choir room or yep. singing on the team. Yep. Maybe it was praying in the choir room when yep. that whole group used to come in and pray before yeah. services. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I just want to tell the audience some things about you. Okay. And then I'm going to let you talk because <laughs> I want to interview you. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you can't see her right now, but she's a pu- person of beauty. Oh, thank you. Uh, inside, outside, she creates beauty. She... Um, is drawn to beauty, the beauty of the Lord. You are a decorator of sorts, an embellisher of sorts, um, whether it be the way you put your outfits together, the way you adorn yourself. But I also see that in your musicality, that you're an adorner, that you fill in the cracks, that you literally worship in the spaces.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so it fits. I'm getting... Goosebumped. Yes, I, no Woo! one's ever said that, but that is exactly what I do. You, you do it. It's yeah. it's um, it's what I see when I went to your home. Okay, it's the way you are in friendships. Um, you'll be the middle between people. You'll be the cream in the Oreo if you need to. Uh, and it's beautiful, Kathy. It's Thank you. literally beautiful. Thank you. You're really special. Thank you. Yeah, you you really I are. You. I love you too, <laughs> and I, and I just. I want people to know that who they are runs through your life. Mm. Do, do, you, do you know what I mean? It, it's not like it's episodic and it's only once. It's like it, it's a thread. Mm-hmm. And I see
1: that in you. One of the, I didn't know this until Sean yeah. Keith, who was our former worship pastor, um, was having us take a look at Standout. Remember that book talked Mm, about. mm -hmm. And it looked at different areas of giftedness, if you will. But it's in terms that you don't typically hear in the church. Well, one of mine is connector. And so that happens a lot for me. I connect things. I I totally agree. Yeah. I
0: totally agree. And, you know, you have to kind (laughs) of dial an Oreo open. (laughs) to get to the cream because it's connected those two pieces. And I feel like you connect people to Jesus when you're worshiping, you connect friends with each other. You're not upset like if one friend knows another friend. You know what I mean? Like when we've been on the team with Elizabeth or with Amanda when she was there or whatever. That was all, It was all good. Yep. It was all good. You yep. know, not everybody's secure like that. Not everybody shares friends or wants to connect, but I really I really love that about you. Thank you. And I celebrate it cuz it's 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 amazingly you. Yeah. Okay, so let me just ask you um,
1: right off the bat to tell me a little bit about your growing up. Because you're a Wisconsin gal? Yep, I was born in Wisconsin. Okay. Lived here until the fourth grade. Okay. Moved around quite a bit. My dad was climbing the corporate ladder with Amico Oil at the time. So every couple of years after we left here, after the fourth grade, we moved. Mm. Um, so I lived in Mequon. When I was little, and then we moved around, moved from there to um, Detroit, then Indianapolis, then Chicago, then Atlanta, then I went to school in California, and then back to Atlanta, and then back here.
0: Wow. That's a lot. mm mm-hmm. yeah. how, how did that affect you? Like, is that part of being a connector? Because you know what it's like to be left out? Or Just tell me a little bit. Well,
1: about. that was a journey for me because I was a very shy kid. Like, for example, there's no way I stu- would have stood up and been singing in front of a group of people. Yeah. And it's been a journey for me to stand up in front of people and sing without something in front of me, like a guitar. A bit of a, a shield. Sh- yes. It was a huge journey. And people used to say, why don't you just sing without it? And I'm like, no. And they said, well, why not? And I said, because your heart is so out there. Oh, that's so... It was scary. Mm. I'm... I'm okay with it now, but it was quite a journey. Quite a journey to get there. Yes, you are. Um, So that's a lot of moving around. A lot of moving around. And it brought me out of that shyness. Yeah. Because girls, growing up, can be difficult at specific ages, certain ages. You know? And if you're going to have any friends, if I was going to have any friends, I was going to have to learn how to uh, connect. Yeah. Do you remember a time when you knew...
0: That you were getting good at connecting? Or do you remember a time that was just miserable, like in that whole moving of everything? Um, or people were
1: just... Probably m- the hardest move was my, fa- my dad was transferred and my family moved right after I graduated from high school. Ooh. No, right after um, my junior year in high school. And so all these friends, I was leaving, and I didn't want to leave them for the summer, so I went back. We moved. I went back for the summer, and it was the oddest feeling because people had, their lives had gone on, Yeah, and I was still in this limbo place Yeah, that was hard.
0: Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And you had to straddle two places two emotionally, worlds. and right, your legs get split, kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah.
0: don't really know. Yeah. So do you have brothers, sisters? Yeah. I'm not a brother.
1: You, you Once did. Once at church? Yeah. Um, I am the oldest of four. Okay. So there's me, my sister Julie, my brother Rick, and then my brother Pete, who's yeah. the brother who you met. He's the youngest. He lives way up north where there's eight years between us. But we've always been very close. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't lived in the same place since since I went to school in California. So a long time. Where
0: in California did you go Santa to school? Santa Barbara. Okay. What school? UCSB. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Studying what? I don't know if I know this. I was a psych major. Were you really? Mm-hmm,
1: which is why I'm still drawn to all that psych stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But on the healing side of things, it's not the physical healing so much, but the the heart healing, mm-hmm. the, the, soul emotional care, healing the emotional healing, the soul care, um, which is still kind of my bent. It is. Me. It yeah. really is. And
0: one of the things that I wrote down, because I believe this is part of you, not, uh, not just the filling in the cracks, the beauty, the... The um, embellishment, the connector piece. But I also wrote down freedom fighter. (laughs) And I think we, like, Mm -hmm. you are a freedom fighter. I am. And I also wrote voice, meaning, like, we sing together, but there's something about voice that
1: is being reclaimed in you that is beautiful, too. There's something huge about voice that's being reclaimed in me. And that's that's kind of an extension of that fearful Mm. thing. Mm -hmm. But another step or two above yep. that in that I really believe God is calling me now to, um, he wants to grow me in the prophetic, in worship, yep. grow me in the words of knowledge, in the spontaneous stuff, come right out with it, Yep, um, which is a little foreign to some of the environments that yep. I'm in, not so foreign to some other environments that I'm in, but I have to be willing just to let it go and yep. say, okay, God, whatever, you, whatever I'm hearing you say or sing, let me sing it. Yep. Um, and that's a huge freedom piece mm-hmm.
0: to realize that um, you've been called and he's asking you to step out. And then once you
1: do, you go, oh, okay, but you're not going to let me hang. He, yeah, he's asking me to do it. But one thing that I am aware of is if I do it or if we do it yep. on a team, other people are free to do it. Yep. It's, that's the freedom fighter. Yeah.
0: Somebody go first. Yeah. Somebody wave the flag. Yeah. Somebody take territory whatever it would be. Yeah. And and that's really um part of your calling I see. I really do. Yeah. Kind of the point of the spear. Sometimes somebody's got to go first. Yeah. Somebody's got to lead the way.
1: Recently somebody had a word for me. Yeah. Um Cap- Catherine Burko was with me and a couple of other people when this person had the word but she said, "You're always way out ahead, mm. aren't you?" And I said, "Yeah." And she said, "It's lonely out there sometimes." And I said, "Yeah, it is." But that's somebody's got to go first. Yeah. Pave the
0: way. So good.
1: Yeah. Thank you for noticing that. (laughs) No, I really
0: do. I I see that in you. And it's not like, oh, I'm here first. I've arrived. Yeah, Come on, people. Oh, I got to tell you something. You know, it's like the scout out. You know what I mean? That is sent out and then can rally
1: the troops, kind of like good or bad, warn or encourage and let them know. Right. And for me, I think the part of the journey that is continually healing for me. Yeah is to not worry about it. Yeah. Not to say, oh, nobody's here, so maybe I'm in the wrong place. Right. Just to follow God. And listen yep. to God. Where are you leading me and go? Right. Yeah. I just got this picture.
0: I just got this picture of being invited to a party mm-hmm. and you know, you put the person's address in your phone or whatever and it leads you there and you're looking and you know the address. You can see it on the property. You know it's here. But if you're the first one You're like, sometimes you're like, is this the right place? Are people coming? Maybe I'll wait in my car for a second until (laughs) others pull up. But somebody has to be. Yes. And when the destination is set, when the address is correct in the spirit, so to speak, like go trust it. Right. It's really true. Yeah. And um, so, and there's courage that it takes to do it but I bless that in you because Thank you. I'm going with that. you too I receive and that. if I go you come and if you go I'll come <laughs> just scouts on, scouts on should we pinky promise <laughs> yes. I don't think we should do blood during the COVID but maybe we should, <laughs> maybe we should pinky promise okay and... <laughs> okay we're okay, doing we're, pinky, promise. We're pinky promising people. <laughs> hey everybody I just want to make a quick announcement we are Lord willing going back to the Holy Land. So the encounter tour has been rescheduled May 4 through 14. I'll say that again, May 4th through. 14 2021 the encounter tour to israel so excited it's been rescheduled lord willing all plans will be go and i'd love to have you join us so if you want more information check out the show notes there'll be a link but also you can go to MadisonTravel.com, and you can look it up under rachel and michael inoway i-n-o-u-y-e is the last name and it'll tell you a little bit about the encounter tour so excited to encounter the Holy Land, encounter the people that go together, and encounter Holy Spirit in new ways. Hope you can join us. Thanks. Have you faced something in the past, or do, well, first of all, do you have a life verse or a verse that anchored you, and what was it that made, the scriptures are so great, but Um, do
1: you have one? They're great. I don't, and I think I probably should have one. I've had different verses, yeah, I've had different verses that were really appropriate at different times yeah. in my life and the one most recently that walked me through with me through a lot of hard stuff yeah was standstill. Oh. the lord is going to fight for you the lord will fight for you yep wow um, it, it was huge revelation for me because i'm a doer mm-hmm. and i think in life before i did a lot of things but in this most recent situation which you're familiar with i walked through a a difficult situation with a um, spouse with a personality disorder. I did ask if I could say that. They said I could, um, which was quite a challenge, and I ca- I didn't know what to do because it- there was nothing to do. The Lord said, no, stand still. I'm going to fight for you on this one. Wow. And he did. Yep. And he did. Yeah.
0: And it is so counterintuitive for a doer, but God goes, um, I'll start when you stop.
1: <laughs> I'll get going when you stand still. Yeah, yeah. And you saw it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I saw it. I kept hearing him say things that um, were stretching my faith, and sometimes I'd say, "Really? Am mm. I really hearing you right? Mm. No, and it's really going to happen?" But it happened. Um, Did like, he show you like little
0: pictures ahead of time or little inklings? Well, he
1: said, "I'm, I'm, I'm a feeler." Oh yeah. Sometimes I'm a hearer. Okay. Sometimes I see pictures. Sometimes I see words. But um, in this particular situation, walking through that deal with Jeff, I was standing in the window in my dining room. I think you've been in my dining yep. room where those big windows are. Where I watch the birds, feed the birds. Yes. He said, you're going to be in the house. And I, that was um, wow. big for me because I couldn't imagine how that was going to happen. Okay. Dealing with somebody with this particular disorder, they're very difficult to negotiate with. Um, but I'm there. I'm in the house. Yeah. And God told you ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, let me go back to the part about sometimes you
0: see things. So God gave us his word. Yep. Uh, Jesus is called the word. Right. Um, He's the word that was and is and is to come. So there's no way a God doesn't speak. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Right. He speaks, and, you know, and I'm getting ready to released this book called he speaks because he speaks yes but he does speak but people hear differently yes and so i want to just go back to what you said because i'm really familiar with it and i get it yeah but he may speak to people in pictures yep yeah instead of words but you're like wait a minute i just saw something but he's speaking to you he is right and don't discount
1: that no or maybe you hear like explain
0: a little like a voice
1: it is what it's sound like Um, That particular incidence, I heard it, but it wasn't like an audible voice. I heard it in my spirit. Yep. Inside of you. Inside of me. Mm -hmm. Inside my head. Yep. Um, But I can be very visual and at times see pictures. One of the things that's happening to me right now is I'm dreaming a little more, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to learn how do I interpret those dreams. Yeah, They're kind of wild. Yeah.
0: I have some resources from when I was at Global Awakening that were fabulous. Yeah. And like, I agree with you, no matter where there's always a new area to grow in. And sometimes God speaks through dreams because otherwise we would try to be so in our head. Right. And so it's like when our subconscious is yeah. the only thing going and we're laying down asleep and we know it's scriptural. Think of all the times he warned in a dream, Joseph. You can go ahead and marry Mary, and so he gave him the go-ahead in a dream, and and um, now you need to leave with Mary and take Jesus and go to flee to Egypt. Because you know, Daniel, Joseph, we know it's true. Yeah, but God does, and I think He's going to pour it out even more now. Dreams are going to be.
1: I think you're right. Something to hang on to. And I think it's huge in what He's doing right now is trying to connect the head and the heart. And some of us in certain denominational backgrounds, church backgrounds have been so in the head, that's not whole. Yep. 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 You know, it's not a very big distance, 12
0: inches, but it needs to connect. Yeah. A connector. (laughs) Yeah. It needs to make the connection uh, and not sever one or the other. Right. It it really needs to be both together. And it's um, beautiful when it happens because you go, oh, that worship with your whole being. And know this God. So yeah, people can can hear him, they can feel him, mm-hmm. they can um, see things, they can hear things. Wow. But you also are a feeler. Yeah. And um, explain that to me a little bit, because I think sometimes people don't know they're hearing from
1: God, but they're feeling. Right. That it continues to be a journey. Thank you. That's a good question. Continues to be a journey for me because I'm what some people would call. An empath, so I sometimes feel other people's feelings. Yep. And for me to discern is this mine or uh-huh. is this somebody else's is still a journey for me to walk through. But I am learning to um, differentiate. Yep. A little more. Yep. Yeah.
0: I'm. Um, I'm surprised at how many pictures I'm getting as you're talking because now I just got a picture. Um, so you need to know, am I feeling this Uh or am I taking on what someone else is? Right. That's discernment. Okay. So I just saw like people in traffic and if I'm driving my car in the middle lane and somebody comes up on the right lane and all of a sudden like they need their muffler replaced, you know, like their car is louder or whatever. Have you ever had that kind of thing where you're like, is my car making a noise right now? Yeah. Do do you know what I mean? And then, but then they pass and you go, Oh. It was them. It was them. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people can f- come home depressed or really sad. Yes. But they may have been shopping. They yes. may have been at a mall. They may have been somewhere where whoever it was that they were connected with gave them this feeling. Right. It, it came to them. it, it up. Latched on to that. Picked it up. Right, You know, very much like if you're going through a field, you'll collect burrs on your right. pants or, you know what right. I mean, you might be a, get a tick if you're out in the woods. Okay, those kind
1: of things are real. Yeah. They're very real. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And some personalities, a um, whole other part of that as yeah. far as how I got myself in a, a not such a good situation is that. Because mm. I do pick up um, stuff. And certain personalities, or perhaps disordered personalities, um, look for that. Mm. They're drawn to it. They're drawn to it. Yeah. For some reason. Because it's easier... Do I dare say this word? It's easier to um, manipulate them.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay. So, you've grown we're just never stagnant. God's always growing us. People are growing in the natural. People are growing in the spirit realm. God's doing something in the kingdom. He says that what he starts, he finishes, you know, he who began a good work is faithful to complete it. So we're always growing. Right. But can you tell me some times where you knew you grew exponentially or hard situations? What, what have you faced?
1: Yeah. Well, um, sure. Probably the Probably the first set of circumstances was moving around so much. Yep.
0: That was huge.
1: Know. And I'll lump those all together because it was a journey for me to kind of step outside of myself and move mm-hmm. out of shyness, fear of man, basically. Mm. And then um, probably the next big one that comes to mind is having been married. After I, I committed my life to Christ when I was 16, but I didn't get rooted and established cuz yeah. my family moved away. Okay. So, I was one that recommitted my life in my 30s after that. Had a dream Jesus came and he took my hand and I actually felt it in the dream. It was very bizarre. Okay. Oh, cool. But it was during a time period when I had been with a bunch of intellectuals and all everybody was talking about different faiths and who who's real faith and so one night I went to sleep and I asked everybody to come sit around a round table. Okay. I want the truth. In the dream? Well, kind of when I was going to sleep, but yes, in the dream. Okay. So the round table was there, and that's when Jesus stood up, and he reached out, and he took my hand. So that was big. Yeah. Um, Then I married. Um, I married a man who founded a ministry. Uh, We both were... Operating in the Holy Spirit and the gifts that we'd each been given mm. by the Holy Spirit. He had a very power packed evangelism gift. Um, I was singing with a group of people, 16 people. We were called Torn Veil. Vale. Oh, um, Torn Veil. Vale. Um, Beautiful. Vale from all different churches mm. in the area. And then he was killed. And I grew in a big way after I got over the shock of that. Um, Share with me what you want to about his death. Well, it was an accident. He, had a, he, was, he was in ministry, founded the ministry, but he had a business also. Okay. And his territory ran down around the bottom of Lake Michigan and up into Michigan. Okay. Because um, the bulk of his clubs that he sold to, he sold um, athletic wear and workout wear and stuff to gyms and um, athletic clubs, stuff yeah. like that. And most of them were in Michigan. So he traveled a lot, and he drove the stuff. He drove right. this big truck with the stuff in it. And he was um, just used to that route, probably. Used to that route, and it was on a trip coming home um, in the northern part of Illinois. There's a little section down there where the highway turns into a four-lane highway. The freeway turns into a four-lane highway for okay. stop-and-go lights. Mm. Um, he hit the back end of a truck that had just taken off from a light that had turned green. So the light was green. He thought he could just go. But the truck was just pulling away, no brake lights or anything. And he hit, coming off the freeway, he was going fast, and the truck was right. not going very fast. So he hit the back end of the truck. Oh, wow. And um, I was home alone. I get a phone call. This is the Brookfield Police Department. And they said, um, is your husband around? And I said, no, he's... Um, not here right now. And they said, well, your husband owns a truck and the truck's been involved in an accident. Um, Do you know how I can reach him? And I said, no, he would be in the truck. So then it gets very quiet on the phone and they said, okay, thank you for that. Um, This is all the information we have right now. We'll we'll get back to you. Well, now I know that they can't tell you on the phone that somebody has been killed in an accident if you're alone.
0: Okay. Did he ask you if you were alone?
1: He did, He right? did. Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah. He did. I don't he did know if I, I said that, but okay. he did ask me if I was by myself. Um, I might have missed that. Anyway, a few hours later, a knock at the door came, and there were two Brookfield police de- men Yeah. Um, from the police department, and they Ugh. told me about the accident. They couldn't find his identification. Because things had been tossed so much oh. in the car. I, ca- I called his phone multiple times and got no answer. They eventually did find his wallet, so we could identify that Said it was it him in the truck. But it wasn't right on him when they oh. found him. Um, so they, they did an excellent job. They called my pastor right away. My pastor came. They said, who, can, who else can we call? My girlfriend Kathy, who now lives in California, came right away. She stayed with me for about two months afterwards. Wow. So I wasn't alone. Um, I was kind of numb, you know, like a basket case. I had all the, his business stuff to go through and try to think and wow, all of that. So that was um, life-changing. Did you literally feel like, because that's
0: so sudden. So sudden. Did you feel like, is this my, is this real life? Like, that was kind of, not
1: denial, but denial. Like, this can't be true. Right. Right. This can't really, right. And I don't think that came right away. That came more as I started to get my feet on the ground a little bit, come out of the shock a little bit. Wait, this really happened. This is really my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say, my faith had to, <laughs> had to be strengthened because, yep, God was my all in all. Yep, yep. Um. So he's removed from your life.
0: Yep. In an instant. Yep. This and ministry that you guys both
1: started and are are going, then that doesn't happen anymore. Or well, it kept going. Okay. Um, it's still going today. It looks very different today than okay. what it looked like back then, but. Um, Paul had been raising somebody up to come alongside to be in charge of the ministry. And he I think he's still in charge. His name is Tony Vento. Same as Tony Vento, the drummer, but different guy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so the ministry still goes on. Wow. But I was not working at all when it happened. So I had to go back to work. Yeah. So life took a great big... Big right turn, right left turn, turn, left whatever which, turn, yeah, whichever way that is. Um, and you know, ministry was out of the picture then, and I went back to work. I had been in sales, printing paper sales. Okay, kind of like the office.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen
1: an episode of the office? It's so boring. But anyway, <laughs> the sales part was fun because I love the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're such a people person. Connector. S- yeah. So I went back to work, and through going back to work in paper. I eventually got kind of steered towards Northwestern Mutual, that's where I met Jeff, through a mutual friend of ours who actually was a believer, um, connected us, yeah, you know. Yep.
0: And then that's the next kind of little section.
1: Yeah. Little next section. The next chapter, Mm -hmm. because, um, when I was married, that's when I, uh, married and still working, again, had freedom to at least step, step back into music Yeah, in ministry. Yeah. And so I did the tryout thing at our church yep. and um, got involved in singing in the choir and on a worship team. And then this um, dysfunctional stuff in relationship presented itself, which has been a huge learning experience for me also. Yeah. And I think it's the place. You know, um, backing up a little bit, I have a girlfriend who, after Paul died, said, is God putting people in your life who have lost spouses? Mm -hmm. You know, is he going to call you to that ministry? And I said, you know, it's funny, but he's really not. And he didn't really put a lot of people in my life who had moved around a lot. Now he's putting people in my life who have experienced personality disorders, some... um, Maybe abuse, emotional, spiritual. Yep. Um, And he just did it. I mean, I wasn't looking for people, but he gave me this group of ladies and a therapist. Yep. Who um, is just part of the group. Um, And I know there's an element of this going on at our church. They're wanting to look into it and learn more about it and help people. Because it's on the rise. It's, it's, it's on the rise. And I just learned about it. Hu- mm-hmm. It's huge on the rise with COVID. And every, some people were confined to situations that brought abusive situations right to the surface. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what he's going to use.
0: You've been really prepared in advance for the things you're to do. It says in Scripture, but you, you really have. There's been lots of steps, lots yeah. of installment steps that, yeah. um, wow, that's beautiful to see like what God's doing. Even in, in the midst of it, we don't always know but it's like another layer, another step, another, but you're gonna care about this, you're gonna have experience that, you're gonna be led this direction, you're gonna meet these people. Like, the faithful hand of God does that. Yeah. He,
1: he, he really does that. And we can't see it. I mean, I, you know, when I was in the midst of that happening, I'm like, well, what now? When Paul died, well, what now? I yeah. still, Lee and um, some leaders at church have asked me, uh, you know, about my story and I'm like, well, I still have this heart for ministry and he was gone and I was back at work. What? what? Yeah. Oh yeah. And your
0: heart, it's almost like the gifts and callings of the Lord are irrevocable. It says in scripture, they are not going to go away. They, yeah. They're there. And they may be, somebody may throw clothes over them. They may be dampened. They may be, you know, covered up. They may be shrouded by a big black cloud or a big black tarp, but they're there. Yeah. And God goes, no, I think I'll remove that. No, I think I'll take that off. I think, and literally <laughs> that's happening. I, I just feel like, like this is an episode to me of an overcomer, yeah. but also like a resurrection. Like literally things are coming to life. I'm seeing resurrection. That's what this episode is. Thank it's you. resurrection. That is
1: what's going on. He he keeps giving me the picture of um, beauty for ashes. Yes. Um, And that phoenix rising. Yes. Come up out of the ashes.
0: Oh golly. So good. Yeah so good and the phoenix flies you know it's not stuck in the ashes yeah well i was gonna ask you if there are any storms <laughs> in your life that have rocked your boat <laughs> yeah those are a few of them <laughs> those are a few of them holy smokes yeah i got that one answered let's pause a second if you are enjoying the real deal with rachel in a way subscribe rate and review it i appreciate your support all right back to the real deal So I
1: was basically going to ask you some things that have strengthened you to be an overcomer. But look at you. That's incredible. You know, I will say this. Um, My first answer to that has to be worship. Yeah. And um, Roberta Block, who is a pastor out at Lake Country, was was out there at the end of the last um, worship night on Saturday okay and she kind of knows what's gone on in my life too and she said and you're still worship worshiping and my <laughs> it just flew right out of, out of my mouth and I said that's the thing that sustains me that's what it is that is the answer it keeps my focus in the right place yep. it keeps me um, plugged into promises when it you know you yep. can't see them yep yeah. Worship is so complex
0: and so simple. Yeah. It's like the coin, you know, the heads and the tails. The heads is it's complex. The tails is it's so simple or reverse, whichever one you want to say, because it's weaponry. Yeah. It's warfare. It's battle. It's um, invigorating. It's exhausting. It's wonderful. It's restful. It's like it's needed. It's prescription. It's it medicine, he it's healing, the
1: praises of his people. It's, yes, yeah, yeah. It's all of those things, because he's yeah. all of those things. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's where you're the most comfortable, isn't it? hmm yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I yeah. love to see you worship. I love to um, see you engage with God. And then that leads a congregation there. Now, some people can choose to not go. Yeah. And, but... You're there, you know? And um, so audience members, and there's also, like, freedom. Like, you're a freedom fighter, but you're free with your body. Like, you're a mover. I am a mover. You're not, like, a gyrator distraction, but, like, I don't... I'm just trying to give people a picture. Like, music alone, you know, like, you play a certain beat. You play a 3-4 beat. You play a 6-8 beat. People will automatically sway. Yes. There's just something about music, right? Yes. Um, you get to the drum fills. There's something that is in us to relate to the sounds of music. Yes. Um,
1: but that's part of your worship. It is part of my worship. I was, um, for a short period of time, I was a floor x dancer. It's, a, it's like a combination of gymnastics and okay. dance. Okay. But I did that in high school. I was a florexer and a gymnast in high school. Um, But in the Psalms, worship included the singers, the musicians, and the dancers. Yep. Body movements. Yep. Yeah. Worship God with your whole being. Yeah.
0: You know, with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. What part of that doesn't include your body? Like, literally, I, I can't even imagine you singing a song if we put you
1: if we put you straight somewhere. And you could do it. I could do it. I, I <laughs> chuckle because I am such a mover, and yeah. I think it sometimes is difficult for people with the camera. And some, okay. <laughs> and I think people are afraid to say something to me about that. But Elizabeth, bless her heart, she is not afraid to say anything yeah. to me. Another thing I love about her yeah. is that. She's like, Kathy, just make sure you don't turn your back to the, to the cameras. Yeah. You know? Okay,
0: I'll pay attention. Which would kind of be okay if we could. I mean, I understand you don't need behind shots or whatever. I get it, right. but literally, right. like, that we can just lose ourselves, and that would be great with me, too. But, yeah, you are a mover. I think that's part of that freedom. So I see overcomer in this episode. I see freedom in this episode. I, I literally see... Um something's moving. Something's moving in you. It it's yeah. just really cool. It's just really
1: cool. And you know that's interesting. I I have to ask God about that because even when I'm just singing, I move. Yep. And yep. Uh.
0: Well, you know when I went to Israel, they they are there before the Wailing Wall. And the Jewish men, they move I do very that when similar I pray to sometimes. yeah. A lot of people do, and yeah. it's sort of a concentration. It's a body awareness. It's a this in order to stay in the movement or stay focused. Stay I focused. mean, Lou Engle will do this. You know, when he's praying, you'll see. Oh, yeah. And it's almost like it's just part of
1: worship. It's mm-hmm. part of whatever. Um, it's beautiful, though. There's something too for me in worship. <laughs> There's some arm movements that I do, and in my mind or in my heart, or maybe it's my spirit, I feel like I'm, like, swooshing the spirit around. Yep. I, I <laughs> Yeah. I mean,
0: I remember seeing people do these things. And, you know, um, people get familiar, I guess I'm going to say, with certain things. Like, I went to a ball game, and it was you know, at the University of Madison and I I was at this football game and I realized, oh, they shake their keys at a certain time and they stand up at a certain time and at a certain time they do the wave. And I was like learning. Okay, oh, we're all doing this, right? And I was caught up in it. And I realized if you brought in somebody who's not used to a worship night or a worship situation or whatever, they might be looking around kind of trying to figure stuff out. But I have seen these things, whether somebody's waving or, or has their hands up or whatever, but it really means something inside the person. Yes. And it has to come out. Yes. Right? Right. And so they're not just doing these weird things. There's a lot of them that are straight in scripture, whether it's kneeling or laying prostrate.
1: Right. Or prostate. Prostrate. Prostrate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Lay. laughs> Raising of your hands. Yep.
0: Clapping. Clapping. Yep. That's your instrument. So is your voice. Yep.
1: And there is something sometimes when I feel like I just want to more, yeah. Yes! Yeah. Like Andrew was preaching the other night, that um, short little message, and I'm like, woof, more, you know. Exactly. Like if you were in water, you'd splash your friend.
0: Right. It's kind of like that. Your hands just want to splash. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been in situations where I've done that, and somebody's just literally gotten blasted with joy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. I just know that you can toss it out, and yeah. somebody can actually receive it. Yeah. Which is way cool. Yeah. Which is way cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're a beautiful worshiper.
1: In the, in the, in the physics of it. Yes. There, I think there really is something to that. Oh, yeah. in, in You know, in the yeah. matter of it. Hmm.
0: <laughs> hmm. That's something to think about. Yeah. Tell me more what happens in your heart when you're worshiping. Like, I don't know exactly what I'm asking. Um, <laughs> well, point A to B or point A to Z, what's...
1: What are some of the things that are going on? Um, boy, lots of different things, probably dependent upon what is going on in life. Like, for example, um, walking through some of the hard things that I did recently with the yeah um, the situation in my marriage. Um, I had to do such, make such a conscious effort to, set it aside, set it aside and focus on God, focus on what I was singing, This focus on what I was reading in scripture, focus on who he is, and literally set that aside. You know, sometimes tears happen. Sometimes, now that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and <laughs> I said to Elizabeth fairly recently, people oftentimes start crying around me when I'm worshiping just in the congregation. And I'm like, I don't think it's because my voice is bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm singing so bad, I'm bringing tears. Yeah,
1: but something, something, something happens in the atmosphere around me. Sometimes it causes me to cry. Sometimes it causes other people to cry. Sometimes joy comes. Sometimes dancing comes. Sometimes it totally uh, renews my mind in worship. No, no path you're mm. thinking mm-hmm. down the wrong you're you're mm-hmm. thinking you're on the wrong street <laughs> yeah on this street
0: yeah yeah that's good that's good so a redirection
1: yes renewing yeah.
0: of the mind a change yeah like a new focus a new you know it's interesting that you said that when you walked through that hard time you would you would have to set aside and focus and now when I think about it I can picture you worshiping during those seasons, and a lot of times you were just pointing. There was (laughs) Ah. like a pointer finger. Okay. Which, by the way, what does somebody do when they spike a ball or they make a touchdown that really is a believer and they want to bring glory to God? They point to him. Do you you know what I mean? Yes. And and when I think about it, a lot of times you were just doing that, which is way cool. (laughs) You know, if you can direct your eyes to God. That's a good thing. Yeah. But that's probably because that was also your Were ultimate Where I was focus. going, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm so thankful for, um, I had two pastors and the head of the elder board walk me through that mm. at Elmbrook. And all three of them are gone now, mm-hmm. which has been hard to see all of them who really knew what my story was and walk me through it to not have them. Yeah, involved anymore. Um, two are still around in the area, and I could still see them um, out at Lake Country. Yeah, one has moved away. But Sean, who I was going to mention, I was so thankful for him as I was walking through that because uh, one of the pastors said to me at one point in that journey when he he knew what was going on, and he said, "You're going to have to mention this to Sean." And at first, I was like, "Oh no." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is going to be hard. We're going through a really hard thing, but. And now I have to tell, explain it to somebody else who doesn't really know. He knew me, but he didn't really know Jeff very well. Um, and so I made an appointment and I went in to see him, and he's. It was so good. I was so thankful that mm. I did it. First of all, he knew what I was talking about. I was stunned because it's not something that many people know about, and if you try to explain it to somebody who hasn't walked through um, any part of life with a person with that particular disorder, it, it's really hard to explain. Yeah. It, it, people don't understand. Well, he understood because he said he had had somebody at his former church um, that he was on diagnosed a, with a personality disorder on a team with. And so he knew what I was talking about. So he was so supportive from the worship side of things, too. Um that's beautiful. That's literally for you. It I'm was just, the he was kindness of God. He was for me. He was for me, and at a time when I I needed that. I really needed that. He ne- he was for me on a pastoral side. He was also for me in the worship side of things. Um, and, you know, he used to say, I want you on the team because you're part of what our congregation looks like. I'm a little older than most on the team. And, I, and that made a lot of sense to me, but I also think he was pastoring me mm-hmm. through it. And and we, I hope we have a pastor in that area again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful
0: thing. Yeah. It takes so many people in a, in a loving way to a place. Yeah. When there is a yeah, pastor that does that. Yeah.
1: yeah, so good. He had said to me, you know, if I saw, he spelled out some things. If I saw this, this, and this, and this happening, I would probably ask you to step off. But he said, I'm not seeing in that that in you, and I think this is good for you. Oh, so good. It's literally what the doctor, healer, God ordered. Also, I think so. Do you know what I mean? For it's me. the prescription
0: yep. God would have would have given you. Yeah, worship 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 your way out sing your way out yep. praise your way out yeah um and i don't know for sure i'm i'm not
1: 100% but don't you feel like you have made it out yeah i thought fu- yeah yeah and he's he's awakening things mm-hmm. that um, were squashed or were um, belittled even uh, totally bel- belittled very often Condescended against, cut down, criticized, all of that. Um, which I now totally believe was straight from the pit. Mm. Um, trying to squash me. And and I'm, uh, maybe, maybe I'm more easily squashed than some others. But whatever. Um, yeah. But he's resurrecting some things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Can't keep me down forever. (laughs) Can't keep me down. They thought Jesus was dead too, right? (laughs) Three days looked pretty dead. Yeah. He was dead. Yeah, he was dead. So was Lazarus. Yeah. That's so good. That is so good. Yeah. Well, I I literally believe that sometimes when I have a person here for the podcast, I think, oh, you're going to share your story. Well, I'm not sure anybody shares their story. I think they may share a chapter. Sometimes they're sharing a page because... You really can't take the whole of somebody's story, but God is literally doing some things that is just a chapter of your life, and sometimes people need to know that because it may be a depressed chapter, it may be a really hard situation, maritally, or you know. But it's a chapter, and God's going to write another chapter, and you got to keep turning the page because He writes different things, and He's the author.
1: He does write different things. Thank you for saying that. I had. You would know this person if I said her name. I probably won't because of podcast, but you would know. um, Pastor's wife, locally. Back in the uh, fall, we were at some event, and the question was, what season of life are you in? Yeah. And I said, winter for sure. I'm in winter for sure. Well, I am not in winter anymore. Nope. So um,
0: things are coming to life. Yeah. I think you're in spring or summer probably. Getting ready to have a lot of harvest, a lot of fall, you know, a lot of reaping. Yeah. And you're dressed in spring. I am dressed You're in dressed. At, you're, this is a, yeah, things are coming to life. It's so exciting. Like, we have conversations when we're on the team together. We have conversations when we see each other. But this
1: is a good conversation. Like this I, is a great this conversation. Like, I love my church. My church... Um, isn't necessarily exactly where I'm at, but I love it and I want to see them come along. And I feel like if people who are unified yep. on the team can be on the team, yep. we will make a bigger impact yep. than if it's all chopped up. Yep. So if,
0: uh, see, I just saw another picture. If you're going to jump into a pool and I jump at the exact same time, we make a
1: bigger splash. Yeah. Yeah. We just do. Yeah.
0: And if everybody does that, Everybody cannibals at the same time. Right. Right. There's a bigger splash. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. That's why God wants unity. He basically says, you know, um, there's three of us, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and we are a unit, and we're unified together. Right. And when you are, there's a bigger impact
1: because yeah. I. it's just what I'm all about. A little, I went to a Passion 2020 this mm. year in Atlanta, and a family in Atlanta, and... um It was so good. I went by myself, um, but was staying with family while I was there. And I came home and Elizabeth said to me, what's your biggest takeaway? And I said, you know, nobody said this at the conference, but Elevation was there, Hillsong was there, Passion City was there. I said, unity. Unity. They were all in unity. And the thing was, sixty-five thousand kids. It was awesome, amazing. And God moved in powerful ways. Shelly Giglio yep. had us praying, sixty-five thousand kids on the, on our knees on the floor in this huge stadium, um, which was pretty cool. How do you do that? Yeah, sixty-five thousand people. Um, so that power-packed unity is very power-packed. Is there well?
0: Is there anything else you want to share? Something burning in you that. Um... You would want to share with somebody out there, anything
1: somebody you could be struggling with, anything you're feeling or have Um, a thought about. Yeah, I would say for anybody struggling with a really hard thing in life, you know, you look like you're facing a mountain Mm. or a brick wall or a um, without you, God, there is no way. I would say God can make a way. He will make a way. He will make a way where it seems There is no way. I would offer that encouragement. Um, Set your heart on him. Set your mind on him. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's been faithful to you, and it's been beautiful
0: to watch. Thank you for sharing your story, because I believe in Revelation it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And when somebody shares what God has done, and then God came through for me financially, or God helped me in this situation with my spouse, or God, I'm cured of cancer, whatever it is. Yeah. It's not to disappoint anyone. It's to show them what's possible. possible. It's right. the spirit of prophecy. This what can happen in your life.
1: Yes. Right? And right. so
0: it moves us into a new thing. And so yes. you just sharing your story is bringing freedom to someone. What you just shared about the mountain, the brick wall, whatever. God can make a way. That's really true. Like, because here's a living example. Yeah. Witness testimony to yeah. the faithfulness of God sitting right here. And somebody else is going, okay, then yep. me too. Yep, I can do it. Yeah. God in me, we can do it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Would you pray for someone out there? Just pray for our audience. And I want to just bless you if it's okay that I bless sure, you. Okay,
1: sure. Thank you. So Lord, we just thank you for anybody who is within the hearing of this podcast. I mm-hmm. um, pray that you would, um, Minister to their heart, to their head, to their mind. Minister healing. Yeah. Minister compassion. Yeah. Minister love. Minister hope. Yeah. Thank you that you are all those things, Lord. Hope does not disappoint. Mm-hmm. Minister vision, Lord. Um, without vision, people, the people perish. So, vision for the new thing, for the next thing, I would pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. I agree with you. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for what you're doing in the earth. I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. And I pray for each um, person listening, God, that you would just... Be so real to them, God. Whatever way you would manifest yourself so that they would know that they know that they've met with the living God, I pray Mm -hmm. that that would happen. And I pray for my friend Kathy, Lord, and I just pray a blessing on her, Father. I thank you for who she is. I thank you for the beauty that you um, made her to be, both inside and outside, God. I thank you for the beauty that she creates all around her. I thank you, God, that you have made her such a masterpiece and that you are continuing to pour out your purposes and plans in her life. I pray a blessing on her, God, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And I pray, Father, that she would be blessed in every way there is to be blessed financially, relationally, in a connection sense, Lord, uh, spiritually, socially, uh, body, soul, spirit, Lord Jesus, that you would just be working from inside and out, Lord. I thank you for, whoa. I thank you for what you're doing, Lord, and I say more, more of you, Holy Spirit, more of these words of knowledge, Mm -hmm. more of these wisdom and revelations, more Mm -hmm. dreams and visions, Mm -hmm. more um, access to worship, more times to be asked, more places to go, whatever that is, God. I just thank you that from out of the ashes, ashes. she has risen, God. And I praise you for what you're doing in that. And I just bless it, Lord. I bless what you're doing. And I just say more, God. And thank you. (laughs) Thank you that more is not begging from you. More is not directing you. You already have it, God, and you want to lavish it on her. So I thank you, God, for what you're doing. And I thank you for the way that you've worked in her life to bring her out, Lord. And I thank you that I didn't know this was going to have a theme, but I just believe it's an overcoming freedom and resurrection podcast. And I thank you that that's what you do. You're good. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank
1: you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I think we might have just had church in the closet. We did
1: have church in the closet. Wow.
0: You've been listening to The Real Deal with me. Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.